0: So one, season 31 represents our, uh, kind of a deeper dive into sexuality and the types and some of the, uh, nurtural dynamics that is basically adjusting the types and whatnot. I don't know if the sound or the video quality is going to be any good, it's kind of windy out right now, but trying to see if this, I like the speakers, uh, for my headset right now and, uh. Also, taking uh, my son on a stroll right now at the same time while lecturing, because why not? You know, one-handed stroll in the sun. So, yeah. It's going to be a little shaky today. And uh, I would apologize for that, but I'm not going to bother. That's what happens when I take you guys along on a walk with me. So, hopefully you guys can actually uh, hear me as I do this. So sign to try something new on my phone and let's we'll see what happens. So yeah. Which of the 16 types are masculine? Well, when it comes to defining masculinity or at least identifying masculinity, it's extremely difficult for a lot of people. And I mean very difficult. Most people, when you ask them, hey, can you define masculinity for me? They're not really gonna know the answer. You can even go to the dictionary, check out Websters or Urban Dictionary, etc. But in all cases, you just don't really know. It's as if the uh, term itself is extremely subjective and very difficult uh, to realize, oftentimes. And uh, but luckily, after a lot of research and a lot of years. Uh, i finally come up with the uh the actual definition for it or at least an example that defines what masculinity should be and then there are four of the 16 types which i've talked about often that represent what those like represent masculinity the most at least in terms of men but also in terms of women as well episode two we're gonna do basically the same Except from a position of uh, femininity as well, et cetera. So, trying to uh, be safe here at the same time. So, I got my four month old with me. He uh, decided to uh, walk around in his walker and he's been following my wife and myself around on our hardwood floor on his walker all over the place. So, that's been a lot of fun. So yeah. So, but if we're gonna look at it from like a psychological standpoint, uh if you're gonna look at it from you know Dr. Linda Barron's approach using interaction styles in the CSJ community we call them communication styles and recently we relabeled them or labeled them again. We labeled them uh expression, basically how people express themselves and uh you have direct forms of expression and you have informative forms of expression apologize in advance for being a little loud but i'm walking over an interstate right now so based on that expression direct types technically are more masculine or at least seen as more masculine than informative types But when I say masculine, I mean naturally masculine. Because oftentimes, a lot of people have to learn how to be masculine. Masculinity can be a learned behavior and not just a natural behavior. And four of the 16 types, these types, I would say, are the most masculine of the types. But I'm really saying that from the point of view that they're the most masculine from a learned Behavior point of view. And we're going to be talking a lot in uh, this lecture series. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, learning behavior versus natural behavior, and how a lot of our cultural biases have been created, and our and a lot of our social order has been created as a result of that bias, because of people not really knowing the difference between natural behavior and learned behavior. This is why we have the concept of late bloomers uh, with certain people. Take my type, for example. I'm the ENTP, but the ENTP is very, um, how should you say? Oh, it's very feminine. It's extremely feminine. It's one of the most feminine of the types, if not, in my opinion, probably the second most feminine of all the types. Second most. But we'll talk more about that in episode two. But uh, the thing is, uh, you got to understand that like learned behavior still counts because the more feminine a type is, the more masculine they can become from a learned behavior point of view. Or the more masculine they are, the more feminine they can. Wow, I say that twice. I strike that, reverse it, you know, Willy Wonka style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that movie. I was recently memeing somebody with Willy Wonka memes. It was fantastic. I love me those memes. Please tell me more about how. Love that. Love that ENTP sarcasm. But the point goes on. Masculine types have the ability. Naturally, masculine types have the ability to have you know learn behavior where they can end up becoming the most feminine and vice versa the most feminine of the types can have that learned behavior and become the most masculine as they get older and this is the concept of the late bloomer and that's where that comes from being being a late bloomer and what being a late bloomer is all about and in terms of masculine versus feminine so for example stp types and ntj types and women which are very masculine women they have to struggle throughout their life and become more feminine and discover what it means to be feminine later in life and it's through the self-discovery that they end up actually becoming potentially the most feminine later in life compared to their feminine naturally feminine counterparts who end up becoming way more masculine later in life it's because life has a tendency to balance our minds in a lot of ways not just with the four sides of the mind but also uh in many many other ways so just because masculinity comes natural to you or femininity comes natural to you in your earlier years that doesn't really mean that much because later in life the opposite is going to be seem more natural to you because of your life experiences because of learned behavior etc you're going to be a different person a much different person as a result and a lot of people just don't understand that they don't understand that concept. It's it's so funny because, like, growing up, for example, my STP cousins, I had an ESTP and an ISTP cousin, um, actually two ESTP cousins, and they'd always talk to me about how much, how much, oh, Chase, you know, you're a pussy. They'd always tell me all the time how much of a pussy I was, how I was always scared all the time, and uh, how I behaved like a girl and screamed like a girl, etc. Well, they're right. But it's so funny because... I look, I look at least at one of those STP cousins right now. Actually, two of them. Two of them. Uh, probably my second oldest cousin, and and the other one is another female cousin who's also an ESTP. They're both of them are ESTPs, and they all of a sudden turned into something that's really feminine. I remember how uh, my ESTP cousin Nick, he'd be like. You know, banging chicks all the time, really struggling with money. He's one of those guys who, you know, God bless him, but he'd be one of those guys that would have, uh, you know, unclaimed money with the state and the state would contact him like, hey, you know, you have unclaimed money. And it's like, well, what kind of person would do that? Well, an ESTP would do that because he just didn't really care about that. He didn't care about that. He cared about how many notches he had in his head post. That was what was important to him. And he was always down for that. Even to the point of getting his trailer at risk of being burned down. Uh, My cousin Mike told me a story about how they were fishing one time. And uh, he got a call from one of his girls. And she threatened to burn down his trailer. And he's like, okay, go for it. I'll be happy to see the smoke from over here, etc. So he had a reputation. But, you know, as as Mike would say constantly, go Nick, right? And that's just kind of how we were. Going up. But nowadays, you know, he's a big responsible citizen, you know, family man. Uh, he's got a wife, he's got children. He's committed all of a sudden, right? It's co- he's committed. And I bet some of his friends within his, you know, friends circle are constantly like, okay, wow, you know, look at you. You're uh, definitely somebody. <laughs> You've been neutered, Nick. You've been neutered, basically. And so many men end up going through that transformation and i got another ntj friend of mine and he kind of started out that way pretty young but now that he's much older he's just not really doing that anymore and uh kind of uh going out of his way to focus on security and money and personal responsibility etc Instead of, you know, going out of his way to Sarge girls, you know, and that's just kind of how he is. A lot of people think this is just men mellowing out, but in reality, the situation, it's their psyche exploring the other side of the spectrum as they get older so they can become more balanced individuals. And then people like me were referred to as the late bloomers. This is especially true for SFJ and NTP men because SFJ and NTP men are the most feminine of all the types, at least in men, right? And that too can be an issue. That could be a a big problem. So with that, it's really important to just keep these dynamics in mind, you know, when you're making your judgments about people. Because you don't want to, like, judge someone a late bloomer. You don't want to judge someone you know, wow, that guy's been neutered, et cetera, because you kind of have to understand from a nature standpoint, what's actually happening under the hood. And a lot of people just, they're not aware of that. They're not aware of what's going on under the hood. And it really has everything to do with, as a person gets older, they get closer to their subconscious. In some cases, they get even closer to their shadow or even their superego. And their brain's just building additional neural pathways to access the rest of their brain. You know, people talk about how, yeah, we only use a small percentage of our brain. You know, I think I heard like 10% at one point in time. I've heard 17%. I've heard 24%. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense it would probably be that much because if you think about it, the ego is one-fourth of our mind. And then you got to think, well, what percentage of our ego do we actually use? So one-fourth being 25%, it would have to be less than 25% at any given moment without our brain because our soul, if you wanna call it that way, or that brain electrical charge that they're using to measure brain activity in our heads can only sustain so much energy, but at least it can move around our neural pathways throughout our brain's neural net to be able to utilize every aspect of the four sides of the mind. But to do that, it it has to build those neural pathways. want to learn more about that concept you're going to want to check out season 19 season 19 is available at csjoseph.life forward slash portal and just click whatever type you are discover xyz type just grab one of those one at a time they're they're 37 bucks a piece you get one episode of season 19 or you could just get them all for a sweet deal like less than 100 bucks and that's like csjoseph.life forward slash everything for like the bundle if you want to bundle that But Season 19 explains how some of those neural pathways are built as a result of people using their cognitive gateways. So I recommend you check that out so you can kind of come to a better understanding of how that works. But it's no different when considering masculinity and femininity within each of the six types. And it's so interesting because these roles permeate our society in every way, shape, or form, but it also obviously permeates our sexuality. And then, you know, this is where most people assume all men are masculine or should be masculine. Most people assume that men would like to be on top of the bedroom instead of on the bottom, and women would like to be on the bottom instead of the top. It's kind of like somebody I used to know who told me, she was a woman, an ENTJ woman, and she told me, like, "Yeah, I read, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. I read that, but let's be honest. I actually identify more with Christian Grey than I do with uh, uh, Anastasia Steele uh, in the story. Oh, like, that's kind of interesting. But that's because that's her own natural, innate masculinity that's coming out as a result." of her being an ENTJ. So, what, what constitutes natural masculinity within the 16 types? What are the attributes that's necessary to make that judgment? There's a lot of different options, but really it comes down to their expression or their interact, also known as interaction style or communication style. And I'm sorry about changing the nomenclature so many times for you folks. It's been necessary because of the new app that we're making for this community, which by the way, it keeps evolving like every week. Uh, the, the main developer that we have on the project, he just continues to amaze me and do such a great job on it. This like the test is so amazing. Um, pretty soon, we're going to have little tool tips where you can just press and hold on top of it, uh, on top of anything inside of the test, be it the type grid or little attributes etc and the little, little tooltip will pop up and explain more. And then there's the learn more button inside of that which expands even more if you want to go even deeper. But it has everything in one place that you would need to type yourself in others. And ever since uh, we've been doing focus group testing with the new test and even though I'm kind of going off track right here, I would like to say that I can confidently claim 9 out of 10 accuracy at this point. Uh, with the test, which has been my goal this entire time, with creating the test and refining the test, so we're about—I'm I, I, pretty happy to say that based on my own testing in the field with this test and working with people watching them take the test on their own, nine out of ten accuracy is uh, where I'm at. Before it was about eight out of ten accuracy, but uh, the test in its newer form and with how we made it easier. I think i can safely make that claim of nine out of ten accuracy which is fantastic which is better than any other test that exists on the internet which is also fantastic so be my gift to the world and pretty soon it will be freely available to everyone to use but uh, for now if you want to be an alpha tester csjoseph.life forward slash members become a member and uh, you can check that out and uh help us with the alpha test and help us make the application better for everybody. So, but what expressions or what communication style or interaction style is necessary to understand what types constitute as masculine? Those are direct types. The direct types, you could say, all of the direct types are very masculine. But what's, if you notice there's something interesting about the direct types that I'm not entirely sure if a lot of people noticed something about the direct types. If you're looking at the type grid, the type grid itself, if you look at the direct types, so that is the structure types and the finisher types, out of the structure types and the finisher types, six out of eight. Six out of eight of those types are literally extroverted sensors. They're SE users. Six out of 10, or excuse me, six out of eight. So there's only two direct types that are introverted sensing, just two of them, just two. And you'll see the same thing happens with the informative types. Out of the informative types, which people would say the more feminine types, only two of those eight are extroverted sensing. So based on this, we've concluded that extroverted sensing as a individual function itself the s-e-n-i axis basically as an individual axis or function or set of functions itself when combined with being direct has two attributes upon the uh, type grid. so that would be fire and wind plus direct equals masculine those are the most masculine of the types well well, those are, the, those are the top six, right? Well, to refine a little bit deeper, you've got to go to the T's. The T's. So, this would be ESTP, ENTJ, ISTP, and INTJ. T functions, which usually constitute people making decisions based on objective thinking versus F functions, right? Uh, What I mean, like Fi, that is not, so Ti in that regard. But the thing is, is that the Ti is in the top two slots. So even Te users can be really objective with their approach, right? And that's usually if they're Te parent and Te hero, okay? So the Te is represented, the Ti is represented. You have the hero and you have the parent of both uh, T functions, Ti and Te. And then combine that with direct, and then combine that with NI plus SE, and you have yourselves the most masculine of the types. With the absolute masculine being basically, and many people have tried to argue this with me, but um, I technically have to say this is an opinion of mine. This is an opinion, okay? Uh, But I think the opinion has enough evidence with it that I could say or make the claim that it's a truth, that it's a fact. And I have yet to see somebody prove me otherwise. But um, because I maintain that when it comes to sexuality, perception functions have more value than judgment functions. So perception functions, uh, in terms of like the most masculine of the types, and I also think that expert sensing itself, because it lives so much in the moment, it's very commanding, it's very dominating and dominating everybody else around it, making other people do what it wants, especially expert sensing hero, because anti inferior is not going to allow anyone else take away its choice. It's not going to let anyone um, inhibit its freedom in any way, shape or form. It's just not going to happen. Well because of that, I think it's really necessary to understand, you know, it's very likely, if not factual, that ESTP is the absolute most masculine of the types. Now, I've said that many times in my streams, and I do personally believe, and I'm saying believe, but that's a fact. Now, if you folks have other evidence to show me, or or if you disagree with me, that's okay. Put it in the All right, I'm back. That was weird. So, SE Hero is optimistic. Now, ENTJ, you'd be like, okay, well, based on what you said, perfe- uh, perception functions don't have as much value, C.S. Joseph, so how could you claim that the ENTJ is the second highest for the type that has the most masculinity? Well, it's because it's X-ray sensing is optimistic, just like X-ray sensing Hero. And x sensing Child, while it is optimistic, it's also what forms pretty easily, pretty quickly. It's the second function to form in the head of the ENTJ. So that would technically make the ENTJ more masculine than an INTJ. Yes, an INTJ perceptionally has an I hero, but it's very introverted. It's, it's introverted, whereas extrovert sensing is extroverted. And outgoing people, be it women or men, are subjectively judged by society at large as people who are more masculine technically speaking okay if you disagree with me that then you're living in a hole uh you might want to like get out sometime and like live live in the real world because that's a thing that's that's definitely a thing so please understand that please keep that you know in mind it's it's no secret that like you know when it comes to introverts or extroverts, that extroverts are technically seen as more masculine anyway. And that's another thing to support ESTP and ENTJ being the top two masculine of all the types, just from that. And it's funny, like my ENTJ ex would constantly complain about how masculine she is. Well, the thing is, is I I married an even more masculine type than her. My, my wife, Rogan, she's ESTP, super masculine. And then just watching her through learned behavior, even though every person in her life never even gave her a shot at being at at being feminine at all, wouldn't really let her participate in feminine things, especially since her family is a certain side of her family is a little. Well, uh, you say prejudiced, I I guess. Prejudice is probably the best way of putting it and prejudice against her psychologically and otherwise. And they wouldn't let her participate in feminine things. So she only really knew the masculine things. She was raised by her dad, mostly. And her dad raised her and she's super masculine as a result. But I mean, even her own father doubted that Railgun would ever marry, much less even have a child of her own. And if she did, it would probably be a child out of wedlock, etc., cetera, because of just her masculine behavior consistently. Well, she definitely proved them wrong because she did actually get married and she did have a child in wedlock, contrary to the belief of every person in her life who judged her otherwise. And guess what? We have we have proof of that right here. Right there. So, I know I'm not going to show him to the stream. Don't ask. It's not going to happen. You guys can... Get on my facebook and look at baby pictures and whatnot or we might post something on instagram in the near future who knows we might do that we might but regardless you know women who are masculine end up having this huge huge struggle because they're not really feminine enough and women masculine women are not chosen they're not really chosen by men and they end up be getting into their 30s and they end up losing their fertility, and due to their also innate uh, hypergamy and solipsism that they struggle with as well, can just be a huge stacking problem, and they end up becoming dog moms uh, later in their life, and ultimately dying alone. Never before in the history of the world, we have so much, so many women dying alone right now, and this is one of the reasons why. Our society just doesn't know how to, uh, how to handle feminine men with naturally feminine men types male types and it does not know how to handle uh masculine women which i will be providing a solution in episode i believe it's episode three of this uh season so this is season 31 episode one right now and yeah i may do them live or i may record them i'm just kind of you know doing it willy-nilly i've been doing for a long time that i'm just like you know what I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want and not really caring. So it is what it is. But yeah, like when it comes down to it, that, that's why the ENTJ is the second most, uh, the second most mask of all the types, which then you'd have to, you know, using logic, if ESTP and ENTJ are first and second, then third has to be ISTP for the introverted variant of the STP followed by INTJ. And those are the top four masculine of all the types and again it's because they are se users who are direct and because the way they're thinking is they think more objectively than they think subjectively compared to other types objective thinking is technically a masculine trait and uh, so is being direct and so is being you know living in the moment etc but living in the moment Optimistic is far more masculine than living in the moment pessimistic, whereas just doing whatever I want has being more optimistic. Yeah, it's masculine. It really is, but not as masculine as the domineering expert sensing child or the domineering expert sensing um, hero. So when you combine all those traits together, you have the types that represent the most masculine uh, behavior. Naturally. And these are the types that over time, well, they have to have... They have to learn how to be more feminine. I mean, this is where, like, that whole bullshit moniker comes from, you know, with society or women or, like, all those s- stupid-ass sitcoms like Murphy Brown or Who's the Boss or... Like, gosh, Tony Danza is such a cuck. Just wanted to make that very clear. But uh, the reality of the situation is, like... <clears throat> or married with children, right? That that bullshit show. Or The Simpsons, yeah? Yeah, I spit on my stream. Get over yourselves. Like, seriously, I don't give a damn. Like, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, so if you don't like it, click off and, like, never come back. Like, seriously. Uh, so, anyway. Like, Homer Simpson, right? You know, supposedly, like, these sitcoms are trying to create this narrative within our culture that you know, these super masculine types and men need to be more in touch with their feminine side. And that's literally where that comes from. That is where it comes from. So like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it'd be nice if that message was uh, given to, you know, the masculine women, the, the ESTPs, the ENTJs, the INTJs, and the ISTP women out there, and just tell them like, hey, you know, maybe you should get more in touch with your feminine side first before you start pointing the finger. Maybe you should, right? But then again, you know, I'm biased when I say that because throughout my entire life, I've always been told that I need to be more in touch with my masculine side. Because you know, they have a problem with that. Well. That's that's gonna be discussed a lot more in the next episode and also the solution to this problem which I'm going to be discussing probably in the episode after that cuz we want to discuss the feminine types etc but using the logic that I've just presented to you you could pretty much figure out that you know from the direct types and using using the order that I gave you could pretty much figure out the level of masculinity from top to bottom for the types and then from there we can go on further and look at the level of femininity from the types, and which I'll be presenting in the next episode. And you guys can, uh, can check that out and uh, hopefully, you know, come to some conclusions about that. So, yeah, then we're going to discuss rite of passage and similar things uh, to that. Rite of passage is uh, something really, really important to the masculine side, and then also uh, <laughs> what some would claim is the Feminine rite of passage as well But yeah Anyway folks uh, That's it for this episode This is season 31 episode 1 And uh, this is our new uh, Human nurture But we're talking a lot about specific types in this one But it's technically human nurture season Technically the human nurture seasons are The season 4, season 6, and season 13 Playlist And season 31 will be added uh, To that Those groups of episodes So if you want to kind of catch up on where we are in human nurture, please, please, please watch season 4, 6, and 13 playlists on this channel so that you can get, like, more in-depth information about season 31. And we're going to be diving deep into sexuality. Uh, many of the episodes are going to be very marked explicit, and that's just that's just the way it goes. So, but anyway, folks, uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching. This is C.S. Joseph. And uh, I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys tonight.